0: Mr Percival's Great Narrow Gauge Show It was a cold, crisp morning when Sir Handel rolled into the station for his first train. The passengers were wrapped in scarfs, coats and head warmers to vanquish the winter away. He noticed that rusty little inspection diesel had ushered up to the opposing platform, where Mr Percival and several men had climbed aboard. Where are you off to this hour? The Thin Controller is visiting Ulfstead
1: Castle. Although I'm not sure what for. It's the off-season for castle tours. What would the Earl be doing during the winter period, though? I'm
0: not too sure. Planning for the spring season? And with that, Rusty trundled out of the station, leaving Sir Handel with an inquiring mind. Later that week... The Earl travelled down on Scarlabby's train to Croven's Gate and made his way to the Think Controller's office. Thomas was at the platform. Where are you off to at this hour? Oh, Thomas, I wish I could tell you, but it's all a big secret for
2: now. All will be revealed in good
0: time, though. And with that, he went inside the office where the Think Controller was waiting for him. Both Thomas and Scarlobby were as puzzled as each other.
1: The thin control controller the has been up to the castle numerous times in the last week. I think the pair of them are planning something.
0: What would the Earl be doing during the winter period? Their questions were soon answered. Sonny made his way the following day to Ulster Castle with a train of rails and sleepers. The Earl was waiting at the platform buzzing with ecstatic energy. I don't mean to be a sticky-nose, Guff, but are you building a new railway? Not exactly. This is only a temporary setup for now for some very special friends of mine. I'm sure you'll meet them soon. Sonny <laughs> looked at the tracks as they were laid down by Harvey. They looked like narrow-gauge, but they appeared to be wider than the tracks that his narrow-gauge friends ran on. Are they middle gauge tracks?
3: <laughs> no, silly. They are still narrow gauge. Some railways around the world have different widths of track depending on how the lines were built.
0: Sonny was puzzled. Why would the Gov want wide
2: and narrow gauge tracks if you're not going to run on them?
3: That would be telling.
0: <laughs> Just then, Peter Samurai.
1: The thin controllers asked me to bring these trucks of coal. Well, that's all well and good, but who's it all for? That's what I was pondering to myself. It's far too much coal for Millie, Stephen and Glenn.
0: Stephen chuffed into the platform with trucks of plants for the garden.
1: I unfortunately know just as much as you. It seems the only one who has the air in is Millie. I wonder what special advantage she's been given. She does go everywhere with the Earl
4: where the narrow gauge tracks lead. You're
1: right. I've seen her more frequently puffing up and down the line, but not taking services, mind you.
0: The engine stood in silence, entranced by the mystery of what on earth the Earl could be planning. Peter Sam puffed home that evening, and had a sudden horrific thought. What if the Earl and the Thing Controller were planning to build a new railway? The theory spread in the yards, and soon the engines were making a hullabaloo. They decided that a meeting was in order. If it's true that a new
1: railway is being built, I'm sure that the thin controller wouldn't replace us.
0: Sir Handel wasn't so sure.
1: What makes you so certain? We still provide regular necessities to the island, like sleet and produce and passengers. Rheneas is right. If we were no longer needed, the railway would have to have closed down years ago. The problem, though, Rusty, is that so many people look down on us like we're just a tourist line. We still have so much to give, but that doesn't change the public perception, now, does it. One thing for certain is that buses can't go where we go. That's a good point, Peter said. Even if we were a
0: tourist railway, Bulgy wouldn't be able to climb those grades the way we do. The engine shed a reassuring laugh as the thing Controller and the Earl arrived on board Millie. Sir, is it true? Is
4: what true, Duncan? That
1: we're going to be replaced by
4: bigger, now gauge engines. I'm here to assure you that none of you are being replaced. This railway is a huge asset to the island and neither I nor the railway board are prepared to do that.
2: I think we should put them out of their
5: misery. (coughs) As you know, you have all been helping by
1: bringing special goods trains to Ofsted Castle. You may be wondering why this is the case. Well, I'm here to tell you. I have it
5: with good word that some very special visitors will be arriving on the island in the springtime. They are narrow gauge engines, but their trucks, as
4: some of you have noticed, are slightly... ...wider than yours. Who are these special visitors? The Railway Board have recently formed a partnership with another railway across the Southern Hemisphere... ...that can be found in the forests of Australia. And they have a fleet of engines very similar to yourselves. They've been working for many years and now commonly operate as a tourist railway. To celebrate this partnership, their controller has allowed for two
0: of their engines to come and visit us. The narrow gauge engines were in awe and excitement. The day soon arrived. Rosie brought the two engines up on flatbeds, where Harvey was waiting to lift them off onto their rails. Body. Beep, beep. Glad we could be here The two engines were soon hoisted onto their respective lines and were bombarded by questions from all the engines
3: Alright, alright, settle down everybody These two were probably very tired
5: Cheers Rosie, we're happy to answer any questions you may have though
1: It is getting rather late and I need you in tick-tock working
3: order tomorrow
0: The engines agreed and bid their final greetings to the new engines.
6: They're not a too shabby lot, don't you reckon, Number 7? Oh, screw if I had
5: no doubt that they would be. I've only heard good things about this railway. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm Ken Bianco Jr. from Train World, where we have the greatest selection of model trains and train sets. We also are proud to carry Bachman's full line of Thomas and Friends products. With a large variety of different brands and scales, we have the best items for your model train collection. You can find TrainWorld on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter and Instagram, where you can see our latest products and even be invited to all our events like Thomas Tuesdays. Visit trainworld.com today to find your next addition to your model railroad journey.
0: Slide. The engines on the Northwestern and the Scholarly Railways were ecstatic about the newest arrivals on the Island of Sodor. The Thing Controller arrived at the Sheds the following morning to talk to his engines.
4: As we prepare for the Spring Timetable, I'm going to need to decide which of you will be present at Ulsted most frequently and who will remain on their normal duties. We still have a railway to run, and even if you're not chosen, you are still really useful to me. There's no doubt that I'll be chosen to be on show. Not
1: a chance, Sir Handel. How long have you been on this railway? Long enough to maintain a good reputation. Well, what about your 15-year overhaul, Sir Handel? When we needed you to run the line, you were cooped up at the steamworks being completely rebuilt. I can't help that. Besides,
4: (laughs) I'm built to be better than ever. The Earl and I have already made agreements about which engine will be designated to each position.
0: Silence fell among the engines as they awaited the Thing Controller's next sentence.
4: Peter, Sam, and Sir Handel will be responsible for bringing
0: passengers from the hills to Olfstead Castle. Sir Handel grunted to himself, but was happy he at least got to deal with passengers.
4: Duncan, Rusty, and Duke will resume their regular services, while Mighty Mac, Freddy, and Ivo Hugh will assist. Scar, Louis, and reneus I'm delighted to inform you that you will be part of the show with the two visiting engines.
0: All the engines whistled cheerfully. (laughs) Typical. muttered Sir Handel to Duncan, who gave an agreeing look. (laughs) The plans were soon put into place. Thomas, Rosie and Sonny were also asked to bring passengers from the towns so that everybody got an opportunity to see the new engines in action. One of them puffed up alongside Sonny. G'day mate.
5: Oh, hello Gov. What's your name? Puffing Billy at your service. Have you been on the Standard Gauge Railway here for long? No Gov, I haven't, but it's a great place to be. Well, I'm glad to have met you Copper. hey. Cheers for the rails!
1: Hey, it seems the thin controller's plan turned out for the better as well, eh, Peter Sam? Here yeah, you were thinking
6: we were going to close down and be replaced. That's easy for you to say.
0: Us? Replace you? Ah, oh, we could never. We've heard great things about you. Puffing Billy, the number 7 narrow gauge engine and Sir John Grice had both travelled from the Gembrook Railway in Australia to celebrate their partnership with the Scarlabby Railway. We're quite enjoying the attention.
6: I hope the photographers are getting all my good sides, though. That'll be enough, Johnny.
5: I'm sure they're happy with their pictures. It's not like we don't get enough of them back home.
6: But they have come to the Menzies Creek Museum to come and see me, or one of me charter trains. Whereas you've got Easy, you pull passenger trains daily. Hey,
5: I don't make the timetables, okay? I just run with it.
3: Do you get a good run on your line back home?
5: Oh, yes, we do. There's several tourist railways dotted around the place, but we're very lucky that we have the longest stretch of line.
3: Do you have many other engines on your railway?
5: Oh, there's definitely plenty of company. About 15 of us, to be exact.
6: Would you believe that four others are identical to him?
5: It's enough to make your eyes pop. That is because we were so efficient back in the day. Originally, there were 17 of us working on various railways around Victoria. Some of us worked in mining towns like Walhalla, while others worked on country lines in places like Maui. The ones that survived the Scrapper's Torch have all congregated to the Djembrook
6: line, and we're glad to be together. They're not the only engines though. There's little Enigmas and pocket rockets, not unlike myself. Then there's two other privately owned engines who are good friends of mine, but I'm sure I'll tell you more about them later. I feel old Puffer is keen to tell you about the other incidents that happened along the way.
2: Incidents?
6: What ever happened?
5: Well, we were all well and good. Before then, we were a happy little ray away. stock and produce up and down the line as well as passengers traveling in and out of the dandy dogs. One day, I was stopping just after Selby Station to take on water, when something wasn't right. The ground began to shake and the earth covered by rails. of the wreck, but there was no hope of clearing that line. From then on, the railway was divided. We rapidly started to lose money, and it was confirmed soon after that we'd have to close.
0: I'm sure Scarlo and Reneas could understand how you felt. Their railway was at risk of closing once.
5: The only difference, so young engine, is that we did indeed close, and for quite a while as well. Tilly, one of my sisters, and I were both sent off to separate warehouses via road. I sat in that warehouse for a long time, thinking about what would happen, and then after a while, I just existed. The hours and the days used to go so long, but after a while, they went faster, and it didn't really matter. It was around 10 or so years later that those few doors opened and I saw the sun again. I was told that I was to be brought back to the railway. So were my brothers and sisters. Well, the ones who were still around. The Concord of volunteers led by a local school teacher were in charge of laying all the new rails so we could run again. But the process was long and money didn't come out of trees. The line operated as far as it could go and little by little we slowly started to go up to each station along the line.
6: It was around this time I entered the scene. Oh, that's right. You're into your little shuttle services. Excuse me, old-timer. They weren't little. Lines themselves were built from both ends, which meant I had a stretch of line handy from Gembrook to the main road crossing. I very much enjoyed these. I had a few coaches in tow, and we would go up and down the line carrying people who needed to get to Cockatoo. Wasn't that when you wore the
5: name Peter Peckett? I could have sworn that those young tuckers actually mistook you for Peter Sam having read those railway series books these guys are in.
0: Sir John Gray said nothing, but he blushed profusely.
5: It's about five or so more years, give or take, after the lines eventually met up again. Old Timmy took the train there for the official reopening. Oh, it was a good time. I had 18 miles of track to travel up and down again, and I've been a different engine since.
0: Puffing Billy gazed off as he remembered what it was like to return to his full stretch of line again. And then, peacefully, as the sun was setting, he dozed off to sleep. I'd best be off.
2: The mail train isn't going to pull itself tonight, and I need to rest my wheels before then. What about you, Guff? You have Sir before your name.
3: Hey! Aye. Does that mean you were knighted? I think, Sonny, that's probably his namesake. Some engines are named after famous people or places.
6: Oh, that's where you're wrong, Miss Rosie. I was knighted.
0: Let me tell you about it. And as the crowd slowly disappeared, Rosie and Sonny listened attentively to Sir John Grice's tale of knighthood. But that's another story. a miss for John
7: Grice.
0: The engines were excited to hear the stories of the Australian Narragage Engines, who had come to visit Ulster Castle. They respected Puffin Billy greatly after hearing about the railway's hardships, but now were equally as curious to hear about Sir John Grice, the little green packet engine.
2: What about you, Guff? You have Sir before your name.
3: Hey, does that mean you were knighted? I think, Sonny, that's probably his namesake. Some engines are named after famous people or places.
6: Oh, that's where you're wrong, Miss Rosie. I was knighted. Let me tell you about it.
3: So, you were actually knighted?
5: (laughs) He likes to think that he was.
6: What are you talking about, old time? Of course I was. Oh,
5: here he goes, listen to him badger
6: on. Hey, you got the opportunity to tell your story, and now I'm going to tell mine.
3: You said you came to the railway a lot later. Where were you before then?
6: Oh, well, I'm very glad you asked. I was originally built in Bristol on your mainland, along with the other engines by Peckett and Sons. I was then put on a big ship and steamed off to Australia. The choppy waves didn't help my seasickness though. (laughs) I'm lucky I had a bucket on hand. After many months of travelling I soon found myself in Melbourne. I was to be sent off to the gasworks as a factory engine. I didn't like being cooped up so often though, so when I got the opportunity to run trucks to support Melbourne I would gladly be the first in line to say yes. I can't imagine working in one building for such a long time. Don't your wheels, like, let you could stretch and that? Oh, they do. So I was glad whenever I got the opportunity. Whenever I would go to the port, though, the biggest standard gauge engine would often look down at me. That didn't bother me, though. I was just happy to be out in the open air. If there was any engine I would need to worry about, though, it was Carbon. Who's Carbon? Carbon was another engine I worked with. He was a dinky squash, little thing that often would get on the wrong wheel of the manager at the gas works. I
2: can't waste time sorting all these trucks all the time. <laughs> What's the matter? Manager's cross again. He says I'm rushing my work and being too rough. Well... Well what? Do you agree with him? You do know that I care about you, mate. Yeah, but you're always stuck up to the boss. You always get your work done and you are always the
6: engine who gets to go out. I wish I could get that too. Perhaps you will. I'm sure if you take an extra minute or two just to do your job properly then everything will work out.
3: An engine who behaves so brashly is surely going to have a nasty surprise.
6: That's exactly what happened. There was another engine who worked with us and was a later arrival. His name was JC Rees or number 861. He was a pretentious old thing.
3: I'm not fit for pulling ghastly old trucks. You two better do it.
2: We're not going to be pushed around. You have a job to do just as much as we do.
3: Believe me, Carbon. If I was going to do the job, then I would have been properly built for it.
2: You are built for it. We all are. That attitude is going to get you
3: nowhere. Speak for yourself. If I were you, I wouldn't waste too much time. I have a reputation to maintain. The absolute infernal cheek! Don't let it
6: get to you, Carbon. You've been working well, and I'm sure the manager will recognise your efforts. We just have to put up with him. I was due to take another train to Fort Melbourne to pick up some empty trucks from there. This time, Carbon came with me to help as the train was extra long. The big, standard-gauge engines looked down at us snootily. Do they always treat you like this? i just brush it off. Believe me, if I let it get to me, then I wouldn't sleep at night. But then the trouble began on our journey back home. We'd foolishly left it up to 861 to do the shunting for us, but being the engine that he was, he was rather lacking in care and attention. What's going on?! That's trouble, come on! <laughs> Men were running out of the building as smoke poured out. Apparently an explosion occurred and fire was spreading through the building. A vapour cloud of gas had escaped one of the pumps and it had ignited the fire. It was at that moment a horrible thought struck me. Where's 861? He was still in the building. Before I could say anything, carbon charged its way into the inferno. Carbon! No! There was nothing for it, though. I darted in. The room was filled with black smoke that I could hardly see through. I suddenly heard a cry from 861, who was pushed out with the thanks of carbon. A girder holding up a building fell down right in front of him. He was such a young engine, I couldn't just leave him there. So I diverted onto another track and coupled up behind him. We zoomed out of the shed just before the whole building was engulfed in a fiery ball of flames. 861 had to undergo some heavy maintenance, and then returned to service at the gasworks. Since then, he's a very different engine. Carbon, however, I wasn't sure. We all went our separate ways. I thought that was the last time I was going to see him. He was loaded on a truck and disappeared. That is when I joined the Jembrook Railway. Well, sort of. I was turned into a static display at the Menzies Creek Railway Museum. It was along one of the stops on the line. Visitors would come and marvel at me, and other engines who were housed there. Oh, I got to share many stories. As I mentioned before though, it was several years later on the commencement of the shuttle trains that I was put back into service. It was just me, myself and I for a little while. I wondered if I would ever work with anyone again or whether it would just be me and my coaches. And then the day came. I was told a new engine would be arriving that afternoon and lo and behold, it was Carbon. Oh, Carbon! So good to see you! Johnny, mate, it's been so long! I thought you would have gone to the scrapyards long ago. Why did I never hear anything from you?
2: That accident gave me a good turn. You know how I always wanted to get out there, beyond the Gasworks? Well, I did. I was bought by a new owner, and I got to run
6: on the little railway at the Frankston Park. There was always plenty of children and families. You know what? I'm glad you found your way here. And since then, Carbon and I have worked special trains on the Gembroke Railway since. Even 861 joined us again. But I think since we last saw him, he'd become a much wiser engine.
3: I think, if anything, my accident all those years ago taught me not to be so picky.
6: Now look at you, you get to pull special trains
2: with us.
3: Yes, well they say all good things must come to an end, but I suppose this trio is unbeatable.
6: The three of us have been firm friends since. You can sometimes see us on special holidays as a triple header. We're not as strong as Puffing Billy here, so the three of us put together, we're a force to be reckoned with.
3: It would seem so.
0: Both Rosie and Sonny were quietly impressed by the bravery of Sir John Grice, and recognised that he was the sort of engine who ought to be celebrated.
2: Ah, so
1: that's how you earn your
5: name.
0: Indeed, Sir John Grice replied humbly.
5: Honestly, you were called Sir John Grice before the accident had even happened. Sir John Grice was a chairman at the Melbourne Gasworks, silly.
0: And at that moment, the engines laughed together and continued to exchange stories from their respective experiences.
8: Sometimes we take chances, ignore the danger signs Fate can surprise you with no reason or rhyme Make sure you learn your lesson, you'll know better Thing that you're doing whatever you're doing is not what you're thinking
0: of regagement. Puffing Billy and Sir John Grice had enjoyed their time tremendously on the island of Sodor and basked in the fame they received from all the visitors who came to see them. My Canadian red and blue colours certainly look fantastic today. You say that, but nothing can beat my bright green livery. That afternoon, Puffing Billy was placed on a flatbed behind Thomas, so they could puff up and back down the main line, so the people who missed him at Alstead could see him passing through stations. Puffing Billy enjoyed the attention from the passengers, as they lined up on the platform cheering and waving.
2: They certainly like you, you should stick around.
5: (laughs) As much as I'd love to, I do need to go home one day.
6: Do you miss your home?
5: Oh, there's no doubt I've enjoyed being here. I've loved every moment, but I do look forward to being back on my own rails again.
4: Well, we'll certainly miss you when you go. We love having visitors here on Sodor. Once you swing by here,
0: you're always welcome back. They soon stopped at Crovan's gate, where he was parked adjacent to the narrow-gauge engine's shed. that came out of his office, talking to the manager of the steamworks.
4: Thank you for running me through everything. <laughs> Once he has his new chassis prepared, then he will be firmly planted to the rails.
0: Puffing Billy Hearts leapt.
4: Uh,
0: uh, I don't want to stay here for good. Just then, Duncan jerked into the yard.
5: Your your, your controller is making me a new set of wheels for me so I can fit onto your rails. You wouldn't build an entirely new chassis for a few runs here and there, would you? As much as I love it here, I don't want to stay here forever.
1: You would think we already had enough engines on this railway. They're coming out of the woodwork. Anyway, I'm fed up. The thin controller has given my passenger train to Freddy. And I've been stuck at the top yard
0: shunting trucks and
7: coaches.
0: (laughs) And with that, Duncan disappeared into the shed, moaning to have his smokebox cleaned out. Puffing Billy returned to Ulstead Castle and met Sir John Grice. Thanks for letting me have all the visitors for the day. Honestly, I don't know which direction to look with all those flashing cameras. Sir John looked over at his friend and realised something was up. Are you okay?
5: Did you think that when we were offered this holiday treatment, that one of us might not come back home?
0: Whatever do you mean? Puffing Billy explained to Sir John Grice what he overheard the Thing Controller say that day. And then concern draped on both of their minds. I think it's better that we don't speculate. Who knows what he's thinking? But tomorrow being our last day, I'm sure we'll find out then. And with that, the two engines went to sleep. They were awoken the next morning. As Harvey lifted them both onto flatbeds. And they were taken down to the steamworks by Thomas the Tank Engine. Mr. Percival wants to talk to you both. Horror struck on both the engines.
4: I'm sure it's nothing too serious. Maybe he just wants to thank you both for coming to our island.
0: They quietly agreed, but they weren't so sure. Mr. Percival was waiting for them with Rusty the Little Diesel.
4: First of all, I would like to thank you both for coming to our humble little island. Your presence here has created a tremendous coup, and we are very happy to have you.
5: Do you mean to say that you're going to keep one
4: of us? Keep you? Oh, how could I? You have a railway to run back home.
0: Engines gave a sigh of relief. But what about this new chassis you're building? What purpose does that serve?
4: That was going to be my next item to raise with you. And I understand how you would get confused. You and your fellow engines back home cannot fit on our rails. And my engines cannot fit on your rails. So, The men at the workshop have constructed a new set of wheels to fit your two-foot-six-gauge track. And I plan to bring one of my engines with me so we can give the railway a proper inspection for ourselves.
0: But, sir,
5: who are you planning to bring with you?
0: It was at this very moment that Duncan himself jolted into the steamworks.
1: Sorry I'm late, sir. I was kept up at a train by the top station. I believe you had something to tell me.
0: Ah,
4: yes, Duncan. I was just telling the others. I know you have been quite disapproving of the rotor change between yourself and Freddy, but I've had good intentions of doing so. I've been impressed with your work, and I plan to take you with me to visit Puffing Billy and his other colleagues in Australia. Oh. Thank you, sir. I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, the other engines have had their fair share of travel. Each of them have been to the Tallachlin Railway, and I know you've wanted to do the same. So I thought it was high time we put that into action.
5: So that settles it. Also. You're
6: coming with us. Tell me, what should I know about Australia? I'm sure number seven and I could tell you everything on the way.
0: Duncan was hoisted up and had his current chassis removed. I feel absolutely ridiculous.
4: You look ridiculous now, but think how much fun you will have on a completely different railway in another
0: country. From experience I can tell you it's quite exhilarating. Duncan was excited. He was happy to have made new friends in Puffing Billy and Sir John Rice, but was filled with wonder what may happen on his big world adventure.
8: Let's go, go, go on a big world adventure. Let's go, go, go explore with Thomas and his friends. Let's go, go, go and meet new friendly faces. The world's just a train ride.